Welcome to Rooted Within with Lily and Dan, a podcast that shines a spotlight on positive change makers, sharing their stories of legacy, inspiration, and impact. Each episode, Lily and Dan will speak to individuals who have made their dreams a reality, exploring their journeys, mindset shifts, and what motivated them. Join us as we explore the lives of those who are making a difference and let their stories inspire you to achieve your own goals. I spent a lot of time thinking, you know, the past four years, four years and a half, what have I been doing? What impact did I create? I've got a really good education. When I wanted to start a business, I wanted to create that impact, you know, create jobs, you know, create something that lasts. The 138 way, and I called it the way because it's more about a way of, let's say, a way of life, a way of sustainable living. A way of thinking. A way of thinking and a way of, you know, approaching fashion in a more purposeful kind of manner. I just sent maybe 11, 12 paragraphs of why it would work. And the first thing that they told me was like, chill. (laughs) It's not a good idea. It's such a bad idea. And then... Thanks to them, it didn't Yeah, happen. You, you need those checks so, and balances. 13A could have been a dating app. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan. Good afternoon, Dan. Good afternoon, Lily. You got in there first. I get in there first whenever I can. Uh, <laughs> whenever you get in first, it throws me off. It completely throws you throws off. Throws me you, off. You're throwing me off right now. Have I? Yeah, All a right, little well, bit. We'll, we'll jump straight we'll, in. Of course. We'll jump straight into it. Who are you? Who do we have in the studio Mac today? Mahmood is joining us in the studio today. Hi, Mahmood. Welcome, welcome. Good afternoon, Dan oh. and Lily. Hello, yeah. hello. How are you? It's good to have you here. Good. It's it's really good to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Anytime. I always anytime. feel like I'm in your lounge room because uh, as soon as you introduce me, you go, oh, we go way back. We've known each other. Though, am I? <laughs> no, I'm literally going through like a we're, database we're of personal connections for guests. <laughs> but it's always interesting. All but incredibly we, interesting. I was say, but we have had history because um, we met a couple of years ago and you've been helping us with all of our branded products for t shirts. It's been an interesting and... journey. Yeah, to do that. Interesting is an interesting word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been definitely something that I've really enjoyed doing. Yeah, uh, merchandise is something that I've always wanted to do. Yeah, and making it sustainable is is. Definitely it's not something. what you've always done. I was going to say because we're going to get to that bit yeah. eventually, but th- that wasn't hold where you that, began. Hold, hold that no, thought. I haven't. <laughs> All right, take us back. Okay, so is it before COVID? Where, where, where are we? Go, go so, way back where you want to go back. back to. Where, you know, is well, it, how, like, how, do you, how do you get here? Where you're from? Like where? Where's, home, where's home? Home, home is Dubai. Really, yeah. I'm originally from Palestine. Mm-hmm. Uh, born and raised here in the land of the UAE. I. So you watched the UAE evolve. Yes. Yes. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, when I was, can I, in, I was going to say, can I ask how many years that has been? Uh, thirty-one. So 31. I just turned thirty-one last week. Ah, so congrats! Thank you. Happy uh, birthday! Thank you, thank you. Growing up, especially in uh, like at the time I was going to university, Dubai wasn't like JBR. You know the yeah. JBR walk that wasn't Nothing that was just a beach. Yeah. that was just a beach at the time. Uh, JLT was not like even yeah. In, you know, so existing. were you at the time when Sheikh Zayed Road was not Sheikh Zayed Road? No, that was Sheikh Zayed Road, but the furthest, the the biggest landmark at the time was MOE, and there was nothing after that. Got you. And that was uh, sort of in the middle of nowhere as exactly. well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, there was no canal. So it, even it this evolved massively. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> in that time. Mm-hmm. So um, when you what you what you study at uni then? Business management. Mm-hmm. So it was very general. Yeah. I guess I was always a generalist. I never could find yeah. something that I can specialize in. And so even with uh, with my education, I, I didn't specialize in something. It wasn't like a clear direction. No. You're going to be, you know, I'm going to go be a dentist. 
No, definitely not. Is that because you you didn't know what you wanted to do at the time? Um, Well, I always wanted to do something in business, Mm. um, but I wasn't sure where or how I'm going to start. So you were an entrepreneur? I guess, before I even knew it. Before we realized it, yeah. I did my master's in international business, University of Wollongong in Australia. Good old Aussies. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Crazy people. Oh, great people. Relaxed, though. I mean, sometimes a little bit too relaxed. Yeah, I guess so. And then... Also, in my uh, master's, I I wasn't generalized. Uh, I wasn't specialized. Yeah. And it was very general. Mm-hmm. I had the option to specialize in marketing, but I didn't want to. Just to not be <coughs> boxed in into a specific like category. Mm. And uh, I guess when I, when I graduated and I started applying for jobs, it was just very difficult because it was marketing specialist or yeah. HR coordinator. And I didn't mm. know exactly what I wanted because... I had so many interests mm. that I wanted to, you know, experiment in or I wanted to try. So where'd you end up? So I ended up, interesting, I ended up uh, working as a sales executive just about three months after I came back from Australia and uh, for five weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't work out. I guess there was just, I was fired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love this. For anything in particular, I love this. there's no way out. to I go. I ended. Yeah, yeah. I was fired five weeks in, and I just had canceled my visa, which was in my. Can means I ask of why staying. you were fired? So I guess the the role was just opened up, mm-hmm. um, and there wasn't, and the, the company was growing fast, and there was not a clear, let's say, expectation uh, or you know rules of engagement where I was, yeah. uh, you know, that I needed to fill, mm-hmm. and. I guess they wanted someone more experienced, but okay. I was just available at the time. Mm. And there was a lot of miscommunication, I think, I think and uh, misunderstandings there. Yeah. And uh, that's how it went. So th- that was it the sounds first... Sounds like you dodged a bullet by the sounds of it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I believe so. I believe so. 100%. That definitely uh, gave me a lot of, um, you know, reasons to, to do what I'm doing today. Yeah. And what happened after that then? So you obviously you get fired and then, then what? Uh, so I, I looked... I kept applying for jobs for several months after that. And then I had this idea, why don't I, because I was always interested in so many different areas. Yeah. Let me just start a business. And um, it wasn't that easy. It wasn't that simple. And at that um, time, was it like any business? Sorry. At that time, was it like, I'm going to start any business? Did you know what you wanted to create? What type of business? Exactly. I didn't know exactly what I wanted. You just to wanted do. business. I just wanted to do something and create something from scratch. Yeah. And just build something. And be your own um, boss. Yeah. Definitely. I think I think that uh, the experience with uh, the previous company definitely gave me a reason. Kind of like I wanted to prove myself somehow. Mm. But the mistake I made, I think, when choosing the industry was that I was chasing the, the money out of it. Um, yeah. I wasn't. It was just for me to start and build something from scratch, but it didn't really line up with my own personal goals of making mm. an impact. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I ended up, you know, as an entrepreneur, you start a, a business and you want the money, but yeah. the money doesn't come in in the first few months. Well, in reality. Well, well, what, what they say, well, back then, the rule of thumb was for the first three years, if you break even, you're doing well. Yeah. And also the reality is, I think when you're starting a business, you have to start it for like reasons of passion and yeah. interest because, you know, you're going to put so much effort into exactly. it. You're not going to see any yeah, money. So it can't be financially chasing driven. Money is, it's the money ultimately not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The money will come eventually. Like, yeah. And uh, so for, what was the first business? For, it was called Entree, Entree Laundry. Okay. And so it was based in uh, Deira. And then, so the first year or two was, was just so why, a disaster. But was, was, did you, did you choose laundry because it was quite lucrative then? It was deemed a lucrative? 
Okay, so I thought uh, this will sound weird. So mm. I we thought like weird. <laughs> I thought I'll start a business, but I want the safer route. Yeah. So yeah. I'll use, uh, uh, you know, I'll choose an industry that <laughs> is tested. Yeah. And uh, there is a demand. Needed. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's demand. There's a need. Needed. Uh, but at the same time, it was just a price kind of um, war that I got myself into yeah. uh, in this industry. And uh, we kind of exposed ourselves uh, a bit wide uh, in the beginning with the setup. And um, we decided to start our own operation as well. And instead of just outsourcing, yeah. to test out because the waters. If you, if you start your own operation, I'm guessing that's significant in terms that's of machinery, manpower. Big, big yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine like how you loan the clothes. Like it must be quite labor intensive. Uh, it was, it was labor intensive, and uh, so that was the major. I think for me, the major disconnect, <laughs> because here I am, just came back from Australia, and you know, excited to do something, and and I'm having this language barrier that I had with the staff was was just a very big challenge for me, mm-hmm. and I couldn't communicate exactly what I wanted to to translate. I also didn't know anything about laundry. I was going to say like, yeah, you yeah. didn't have any experience in this. But I was just very excited to just have a business. Yes. And like create something from scratch and yeah. just prove to myself and to my family that, you know, uh, that we, we can do it. So I'm guessing, so, like, sorry, I'm just thinking, like, as, a, as a, an industry, I'm guessing there's process. I'm guessing there's quality yeah. control. There's, there's so many layers of washing people's clothes like people probably don't even realize. So then if you start so a business, you, need to be you a chemical don't, engineer, you don't know the industry. Then it yeah. must be quite challenging. It was. So the, the the solution for that for me was to find someone um, <clears throat> that is an expert in that uh, field. Yeah. And But where the disconnect happened is where I just delegated everything and just relied on... And didn't uh, oversee enough. And didn't oversee enough. And then I would trust, almost like a blind trust in that person to carry it forward. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really effective and it's not really the way. And as a result, I had to... That position was on in such a high turnover because yeah. every single time I would learn something new, and yeah. just by the end of it, it, it was you know it cost me a lot. But I'm going to say that must have been a massive learning experience, mm. huge, yeah, huge learning experience. Uh, mainly, don't go into something that you don't have any uh, proper understanding of. So yeah. that was that was the number one for me. And second, just don't be like a micromanager because I was micromanaging a a lot of things because on one hand, I didn't understand the industry. And on on the second hand, I had to rely on uh, on others who knew um, and give them that trust. trust. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, I would micromanage because... You know, I'm not sure this is the right way. I'm not sure they yeah. can do it. Let me just oversee everything. And, mm. Yeah. Um, so, But it takes, yeah. it's, it's uh, interesting that you're wearing a t-shirt saying courage. It takes a <laughs> lot of courage in that time, especially in the UAE, to start a business yeah. and to have such, you know, massive outgoings. Because like, you know, only till recently did you... You know, if 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 a check bounced or anything, if you yeah. anything like if you owed the bank money or whatever, it was like was the repercussions, repercussions were huge. Yeah. So hats off to you. Thank you, thank you. I mean, uh, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't easy. Uh, one of my friends, um, one of my close friends, said, you know, when I um, decided to you know move on from that industry, he said it really takes courage to build a business mm. and even more courage to close it down. Yeah. Long story short, what happened was. When the lockdown hit, obviously there's no laundry to be done. Yeah. There's no dry cleaning. Mm. There's no events to cater to as well. Mm. So three months in, four months in, we did, we knew that we had to close down uh, the business. And so this was after having the business for how many years? For about four years. Four okay. years. Uh, four years and a half. Or, 
or so. And um, that's when I decided to close it down. And then when I did, it was just, it wasn't the best, I would say, I wasn't in the best mental state yeah. at the time as well. Because how, I was say, how, here did, how I, did you feel at that time? time? Sorry. How did you feel at that time? Uh, that was the lowest, lowest point for me, yeah. for sure. 2020, August, August 2020. So It's amazing how people remember. three it's, years. It's like yeah, etched. you can feel it still sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, almost three years ago, that's, that's exactly the time when I decided to close it down. And um, what was the trigger for, for closing it down? So the trigger mainly was, so there's the financial aspect because yeah. mm. it was just a thin margin yeah. uh, that we had at the time because of the price wars that we engaged in. So financially, it didn't make sense to go on. And even more than financially, which is like the actual main thing, is that during the period of just, you know, that reflection, the first month, April, yeah. and, you know, from the lockdown as well. Yeah, I so also we, got it COVID. was like April, May, June. That was the three month. We had three month lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at that time, um, that's when I spent a lot of time thinking, you know, the past four years, four years and a half, what yeah. have I been doing? What impact did I create? I've got a really good education, my master's One degree, second. and I set it aside. I'm going to hold you for a second. Why was impact so important to you? Because that's what I always wanted, you know what I mean? Yeah, when I wanted to start a business, I wanted to create that impact, you know, create jobs, uh, make, you know, create something that lasts. Yeah. Not just, you know. So is yes, impact wanted, legacy to you? What, what what does impact mean to you? Impact, I, I guess it would be legacy. So and somehow I was selfish in that regard. But at the same time, I wanted impact. I it, wanted people to, you know, see this business as their, you know, as our local business kind yeah. of thing. So, our local shop. Some, somehow connect with it mm. and just make people's lives easier in that laundry aspect. So for me, yes, that, I guess that would be impact um, in that narrow kind of field. It sort of sounds like you also just you sort of want to make a difference. Yeah, yeah, I difference would. to the world you live in. Like that, I I heard that more than just a selfish legacy. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear you something you, you selfish. You mentioned about job creation. Yeah, you I didn't, about I, didn't I didn't hear anything. Connection. I don't think you're giving yourself <laughs> enough credit there. Yeah. You think so? Hundred uh, percent. Mm. I did not hear anything. <laughs> anything selfish in, in impact for you none it's actually quite beautiful mm. quite beautiful so back back to your story yeah. you had three months to be able to think and reflect yeah and then uh, so uh, that leads us to the start of 138 and how it really came about so the first three months of the lockdown i'm thinking okay people are socially distanced what can we do to bring people together and that's when i came up with the brand 138 and this is gonna for? sound cheesy <laughs> at the beginning. We love cheesy. One sentence, three words, eight letters. I love you. I love you. And so the whole idea, the whole concept of one three eight started as a flower delivery business that I wanted people to say I love you to their loved ones with a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. And that was completely online. And luckily I had at the time one of my close friends, they run a a florist, a florist business for weddings and and events. And that time also events were not going on. Yeah. And I thought that was just a perfect matchup. And I'll do the most of the e-commerce uh, bit because I want to operate in e-commerce. This was always a passion of mm. mine, even before the laundry. And um, yeah, and we, we had we had long discussions, I would say, for several months. But I just realized at the end, I, I think we both realized that. Who's we? Um, so me and my uh, potential partners, mm -hmm. LMF, so they're the uh, florist. And so we decided that, okay, this is, 
I'm at a different stage and they're at a different stage. I was ready to go and I think they needed a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's when we just agreed that it's not going to... This isn't the right fit. Yeah, it's not the right fit otherwise. And up until that point, you'd had no experience in the floral industry Nothing. either. No, I, I mean, yeah. But uh, see, for, so for, from from my experience in the laundry, I was yeah. like, if I'm going to do flowers, you need to, I need someone yeah. that knows mm. flowers. <clears throat> so, so that experience with the laundry was a, a massive learning curve, huge, which impacted then decisions in terms of how you do business mm. in the future. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But uh, sadly, it didn't um, turn into a meaningful business at the time. But then I had this concept of 138. How can I really bring people together? And I was, uh, during that time, I would follow a lot of uh, content creators and podcasts, kind of around the self-growth, personal development, and just life, you know, positive uh, Mm. kind of podcasts that would, uh, you know, help frame your mindset, let's say, towards the right direction. And as I was just recovering from closing down my business, I was really inspired by some of these creators who were able to monetize their passions by creating meaningful merchandise. Mm. And so I started sampling. I started buying from them because just to support them. You know, that's when an idea came to mind. I'm like, okay, how can I do this? But like with 138, how can I make it more meaningful, but for the local community? And so that's when I decided to make it more sustainable. And I started sampling from like everywhere i would use a satellite shipping service mm-hmm. uh, i think they would call it and i would just send random samples from everywhere for you know cotton organic cotton um, recycled polyester and just test 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 for about four months four and four months and a half and and that's when i had everything together i found the right supplier and um yeah that's when we launched 138 at the time it was 138 dubai mm-hmm. i just wanted to attach dubai to the name yeah. to mm-hmm. give it more <clears throat> The local. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Homegrown. And that's when I started. Three months later, uh, we got in touch with Dan Bolton, the experiential, (laughs) uh, thanks to Roa. Yeah. Um, She really loved the story. uh, It's a great story. It is. Hold on, but you just said we again. Sorry. So you just said we we decided. So do you have another, are you working with a partner? It's just me, myself and I. Okay. We. Yeah. We as the brand, I guess. We, we as the brand. brand. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm thinking ahead. I find it really interesting that, you know, you started off 13A with the initial idea of it being like a floral service. Exactly. And it completely transitioned into something completely opposite mm. on the spectrum. Like merchandise and, you know, clothing and t-shirts is so far removed from, but not from fashion. So that's the thing. So I guess... Now that you're saying it, maybe yeah. something is clicking at the back of my mind. <clears throat> when I was let go of the previous job, I wanted to prove myself and mm. prove to the world that I can yeah. do it, you know, and build a business. So that's when I started the business. And so when that thing didn't work out with the florist and the flower concept didn't work, I just had the name and I just wanted to make something out of it. And maybe that gave me another reason yeah. to kind of pivot and just keep it. Um, the challenge, though, was whenever I would, because we were operating 100% online, when I would participate in local pop-ups and I would explain to them the story and explain to them the story of how we came to be, you know, uh, a sustainable brand from a florist delivery business. <laughs> it was just very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't make, yeah, it didn't yeah. make any sense. And I don't think for them... Like it made sense to me, so that was like part of your my journey. Story. Yeah, yeah, you've gone through that exactly. But that then that was my story, and I think mm-hmm. at the pop up when I'm interacting with customers, yeah, they don't really, let's say, care about that part of the story. They really care what the brand is all about. Yeah, and so Just I had to, a, to. To me, it sounds like you ended up uh, giving a gift to yourself. Yeah, 
You gave flowers to yourself. So interesting. What, uh, yeah, yeah. Nice do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what you did. Because in the end, you gave yourself the gift that you've, you know, you're intending to give. Uh, well, you know, your dreams come true. Yeah. Mm. And also, like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know, being fired from you the, know you, from you the wanted job, you wanted to give you wanted to bring people together. You wanted to make people happy. You wanted to give them joy. But ultimately, what you actually did was give it to yourself. Interesting. Yeah. Deep. I guess so. That's mm. really <laughs> really took it to a really yeah. deep place after you. I that do was, weird uh, things sometimes. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is now mm. your gift because you wanted to make a difference. You wanted to make an impact. You know, you wanted to connect people. You wanted to have a something deeper, something something worth worth having late nights for, or working really hard for. And what's more amazing than you know helping the planet yeah. with sustainable yeah. brands? So tell us about the brand now. Okay, so the, that's when the 138 Dubai was born. Uh, again, because of the challenges, I just felt there was a bit of a disconnect. Mm. And then a year went by and again, I was just faced this challenge and I wasn't sure exactly should I rebrand. I probably need a rebrand. Mm. I probably need a different direction aside from that because I kind of tried to force my story into the brand story yeah. as well. And um, mm. I had conversations as well with, you know, early adopters or early supporters, also my closest friends. And uh, I was able through the process to kind of split the brand from my own story. And that's when I ditched the, the Dubai name. Okay. I, and I got a different uh, domain name, different name, uh, different branding. And so that's when I came to the 138 way. So the 138 way, and I called it the way because it's more about a way of, let's say, a way of life, a way of sustainable living. A way of thinking. A way of thinking and a way of, uh, you know, approaching fashion in a more purposeful kind of manner. And um, I had to keep the flower yeah. just as a resemblance to how we always started. So it's an upside down um, bluebell flower. Nice. And bluebells... Um, Many Spanish bluebells are representing kindness and, um, you know, it's a gift of empathy. And so that's when I redesigned the brand, the 138 way. And I came up with, so the 138 uh, remains the same, but now it's more of a family of kind of values and definitions Yeah. that I hope that this will serve as a way to kind of like bring more meaning into mm -hmm. t-shirts and merchandise. Yeah. And so the one is our mission, uh, which is to innovate for a kinder world. And yeah. our three pillars are sustainability, empathy, and purpose. And then our eight principles are courage, creativity, learning, and growth, fun and adventure, and family and friendship. So nice. it's more about, yeah, it's more about um, uh, com the community aspect is still there. So I hope it it, it really lands. Uh, it lands. Yeah. No, definitely. It lands. It, it feels very personal. It lands. It's very personal. Yeah. And then you know, one three eight, like you said, it's you know, I love you. It's 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 you know, you're loving the planet. Mm -hmm. And people with purpose. With purpose. Yeah. So I think I think even your own story of how what one three eight stood for still would land. You know, maybe. Oh, I mean, you mean the flowers. Well, no, the the <coughs> the the thought process behind one three eight in the first place, which was I love you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. You're I loving guess so. the planet. You're loving people. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should make a t-shirt just for that. Yeah. Uh, just with the 138. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I want one. <laughs> I want one. So in terms of yeah. where you guys are at now, like what's the plans for the future? Because I'm assuming you still want to, to challenge yourself. You want opportunity. Well, I hope you you're, I hope you're knocking on the door of COP28. 
I hope so too. Like, I mean, we have we have some plans, yeah. possibly. But also, the world's moving into a much more sustainable direction. I mean, we talk about it so much. Even we as a business, it's now one of our it's, key it's pillars. A, well, it's it's, it's, it's the, becoming what is more it? of a lifestyle. What is it? The, it's, it's the ESGs. What is it? Yeah, it's the the goals from the, yes. the UN. Mm-hmm. Yes. I should know them, but like yes. my brain is not working yes, yes, today. Loads. It's uh, economic sustainable laws. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right them. there. You're yeah. in there. We are. But there, uh, must be, there must be like grand plans to, to grow, scale, evolve. Uh, uh, we adapt. do. Uh, I mean, uh, one of our main goals right now is just to expand our product line. So yeah. currently we do T-shirts and shorts and uh, sweatpants, hoodies. So it's really more about like four kind of products that we kind of operate with and different styles, fitted, oversized, relaxed fit. But we really want to expand into uh, more products, mm. more into the sustainable living yeah. um, category and not just sustainable apparel. So that's something I'm very excited about uh, because I think just the term sustainable is all encompassing. There's mm. so many things that yeah, we correct. can work with to make more sustainable. Yeah. And uh, because it's also a way of uh, how we how we do business, we really also want to encourage and want to develop more, I would say, awareness of uh, sustainable practices that um, consumers can apply in their yeah. uh, in their day to day. I so, would say. And how does that translate within the essentially the fashion industry? Because the fashion industry is notorious for not being so sustainable. So how do you guys make yourself sustainable? So one of the main things that we do right now, all our merchandise, all our T-shirts are made from 100% organic cotton, yeah. um, got certified global organic textile standard. Uh, we also use 100% recycled packaging. Yeah. We work with no issue for, for full transparency. We also uh, work with Shopify's uh, Planet, which for every order that is placed on our website, a percentage of it um, goes to Shopify's sustainability fund, where they offset uh, the uh, carbon emissions from that order. And so that's in terms of our product. Yeah. But yeah, we we definitely want to expand this uh, kind of like impact, I would would say. And what would be the dream in the The future for how, how that impact would... Would manifest. Like at one point, What's will you sit back and go, now I'm good. Yeah. I've, I made that I've, impact. I've made, I've made the impact. I, I, I don't think that point will come really. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because uh, I know like if you have a goal, right, you'll hit the goal. It's like, and then it's then like you got another one. one. It's like, um, uh, yeah, what Morgan Freeman once said. It's it's like a mountain, right? Mm. You, you start at the base and then you hit the peak. Yeah. But then when once you hit the peak, it's like, there's another mountain to climb. You see the next one. And you yeah. see the next one and you just keep going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I, I would stop. Like it's not, you know, when I, I think when I was younger, I would think, oh, I want to retire at a specific age and have yeah. X amount of money in the bank. But I don't think that's for me right now. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't have like a, time time will tell yeah um and life will evolve <laughs> you know you get to a point where it's like you might want to retire you might feel like you've accomplished everything i think it's just too early you want for to accomplish. Me. i mean you're yeah. only 31 you've, you're only, 31 just started. Yeah, just, you've only just started yeah you've yeah. only just started scratching the surface of what your potential is yeah yeah i, I think so too uh, yeah. i think it's just too early mm-hmm. um you know the average entrepreneur what they say is uh, hits their stride 38 with 44 interesting yeah i knew that so because yeah. that's when you find your groove and you've you've you've, and you've learned, learned your lesson. Yeah, because yeah. you have to learn many lessons. Up up yeah. yeah, but it's true though. Because yeah, but it's not messing up. You, you, you need you need you need yeah. to make you need to go through that. Mm-hmm. Success comes with you yeah. know 
I don't want to use the word failure, but you know, success failings, yeah. failings, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to, and that's the only way you can learn. Because then it's no. like you, you'll never make the same mistake again. No. It's very painful. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you True. realize quite quickly. I've got a great last question well, then. All right. So for all <clears throat> those entrepreneurs out there, what is the what was the biggest learning that you learned from your experience? Ooh, there are so many. Where do I start? Top three. Yeah, give us a few. Um, okay, so the first one would be to just go into something that really lines up with your core values or the core passions, mm-hmm. uh, because you just spend a lot of time building a business and sacrifice a lot of uh, things in return, family time, um, yeah. social time, social activities, and a lot of leisure uh, time uh, that you sacrifice to build that business. So mm. if it's not in line with your core values or passions, then you're just going to end up miserable, it's depressed. It's going to be work. Uh, something that I went through as well. Mm. Yeah. And so that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Second would definitely be having a very strong circle of support network. Yeah. It could be your friends or... Is it more Running, in, a, running is a business it men- can be very lonely. Is, is it more very. about mentors, like people that you can get, you know, rely on bounce and ideas on? Or do you mean as a network of just support as in having friends that you can lean on when you're having you know, a hard time and that sort of thing. So when you say support network, what do you mean? Uh, I would say, so ideally it would be the best of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I, for me, I, I believe the latter is more important. Having a support network of friends and family that always are there to kind of just listen and without giving you that yeah. uh, yeah. advice. And also mentor. being yeah. outside of the business because it has True. such a massive mm. impact on your like personal life. Mm. So having people which are not necessarily in your business because you need to switch off from time to time is a yeah. is a massive requirement. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, this uh, quote I heard the other day. It's like you don't need balance; you need contrast. Yeah, because Ooh, it's I like interesting. That. Yeah, because it's like it it helps you just disconnect mm. and yeah. see a different uh, see something different, different perspective. From, different yeah. perspective. Yeah. yeah. And what's your third um, one? My third one. Yeah, I said, oh. give me three. Uh, I guess just start small, uh, really. Good advice. Whatever it is, yeah. yeah, just start small. I definitely did not start small with the laundry. And I think that came to bite me later on. I might have not even went so far in um, the the road that I have if I started small. Mm. Uh, but I kind of exposed myself in the beginning. Yeah. Good advice. Um, so definitely, yeah. But I think as entrepreneurs and business leaders, like... You're ambitious. That's the reason why you do this. So I think you can get carried away quite quickly in terms of wanting to do Mm. two things. I get this all the time. I I want to do things too quick. Mm. Like, and I want to grow and grow and grow and grow. But like you said, it's like, you're the story of the tortoise of the hare comes to mind. You know, on on, on that point, you just reminded me of something that I I will say. And that's where, like, the point of having that support uh, network is, is like so. Uh, so good support circle so i created this uh, just before i rebranded 138 dubai to the 138 way i created this group uh, and called it 138 friends and i invited my closest friends yeah. that i have always been there to support and i just straight up told them guys i you know i'm inviting you here and i had this idea it's gonna change everything and this is the way that we're gonna go forward and oh great great what is it what is it so 138 mm. one sentence three words Eight letters, I love you. This is the way. It's a dating app. 
<laughs> this is how it's gonna shift from sustainable and this is how we're gonna sell merchandise but at the same time it's going to be a way to connect uh, people in the UAE and bring people together because that was always uh, the mission and I just sent I think maybe 11 12 paragraphs of why it would work and the first thing that they told me was like chill <laughs> it's not a good idea it's such a bad idea and then from there on um, they really like you know, they kept they, you in check. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I probably would have went through that route yeah. because I was so excited. Like yeah. you said, you just get so excited. <laughs> yeah, of course. Driven, passion you want to do it. Yeah. But thanks to them, it didn't. Yeah. Happen. You, you need those checks so, and balances. 13A could have been a dating app, but thankfully it's not over yet. <laughs> but on that note, it's an incredible brand. How can people reach out to you? Um, so we are on all the social channels at the 138 way, mm-hmm. uh, 138 in the number. So, uh, and uh, the website is the138way.com. Uh, you can shop all our merchandise and for all the listeners, we can give a 20% discount code Ooh. as well. Ooh. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll figure that out. We'll get that sorted. Yeah. Love and yeah, that's, uh, you can reach out directly to the brand as well. I manage all the social channels. So yeah. Congratulations. That's incredible. I'm going to personally vouch for the brand as well because I love, I love the product. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. So I'm, I'm going for me, to... For me I'm not quality. leaving. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not going without I mean, something out of that bag, man. For me, it's a quality because I really struggle with t-shirts. Like, yeah. You, you, but, yeah, it's hard no, to get No good, jokes aside, good, good t-shirts with yeah. good fabric and good shape. Yeah, it's a shape, which is hard. Not easy. But also as well, because we use them for work. You know, we're out in the sun all day. We're running around. We're all sweaty. We're a mess, you know, before midday. And they hold well. Let me just put it that way. Top 28, uh, my friend. I'm glad to hear it, really. Yeah. It's an honour. And yeah, thank uh, you. Any, any time. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll keep sending you some more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have some more stuff. Coming. Cool. <laughs> Excited. Mahmoud, thank you so much for joining thank us. You. And good luck. Thank you so else. much. Thank cool. you for having Well done. Us. Well done. Thank you for listening to Rooted Within. If you like this episode, please make sure you drop a follow so you never miss an episode in the future. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan.